What's up, everyone? Hope you're doing well and getting through these challenging times. My name is Dylan. And my name is Ryan. And today, we are here from the Mental Health Hub of the Teens Dream Collaboration. A little background for our Mental Health Hub of the Teens Dream Collaboration is that we are a part of a global organization that is hoping to address the United Nations Sustainable Developmental Goals. And we are solving and addressing SDG number three, good health and well-being in specific, and even more in specific, mental health. Welcome to this episode of the Be Kind to Your Mind podcast. In today's episode, we will be having a discussion on the impacts of technology on mental health. Seeing as technology is an important part of our lives, especially during the pandemic, we will be having a discussion on important topics such as addiction to technology, racial bias, as well as the pros and cons of technology. Let's begin discussing our first topic, which is the issue of addiction to technology. Addiction to technology is actually a really big problem, especially now. So I'm interested in what all of you think about this issue. So have any of you been addicted to technology or been with someone who was addicted to technology? Um, I can say for a fact that I know a lot of individuals, especially when they were younger that were addicted to technology. I know um, a couple of people that, uh, def- I think it's probably because of how, um, I guess the rush of like excitement that comes with like any new gift. So I think that might be a big reason why, but I think like other stuff such as like social media games and like other like media platforms is one is a big reason why technology is so addictive. Yeah, I totally agree. Me too. For example, it's actually really hard to get off of my phone sometimes because there's so many things on the internet. It's just really hard to stop sometimes. Yeah, I personally have never been addicted to any form of technology. However, I know uh, growing up in the 21st century, there are many kids and many students alike that are addicted to technology. And I'd say the largest app currently that many students are addicted to, and feel free to agree with me or feel free to disagree with me, is TikTok. TikTok utilizes these uh, algorithms and it plays with your psychology. So you don't wanna ever turn off the app. You don't wanna stop. It's constantly feeding you new information. And since your brain is craving that, you constantly wanna stay on it. So I know many students, many friends that stay on TikTok three hours, four hours, five hours a day, and I categorize that as a form of addiction. Yeah, um, many other types of social media do the same exact thing as either Instagram, on Twitter. In fact, they um, in, on many social media platforms, the first thing you do when you create an account is they try to look for your interests. So they'll ask you for, hey, do you like to watch people play games? Do you want to watch people, I guess, participate in science and stuff like that? And so they'll just do, they'll set it up in a way that that your interests are being constantly appealed to so that way you won't want to leave yeah that's really true yes sometimes i see um ads on my um like different platforms for me that appear that appear and they're the same things as what i search for online which is quite scary like the algorithm is really scary so sometimes i kind of just try to avoid like looking or i use i use like incognito so then they wouldn't be able to find too much information about me. Yeah, so this actually reminds me of a documentary that I watched called The Social Network. I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen it as well, but the 
the documentary pretty much talks about the negative effects of social media. And the whole premise is that um, social media is all based on algorithms and the whole point of social media inherently is to be addicting so that they can make money. So I think that, and I think that I've fallen into this, like the TikTok rabbit hole and other um, platforms as well. I think I definitely probably spend too much time on um, social media myself. I feel like, um, especially when it kind of how addicting it is, it really, it's another, it's a really big issue because of also how influential it is in the way that we think. When, when we go on social media, the algorithms don't account for um, varying opinions on topics. So they'll just give you a random jumble of people who may or may not be factual, who may or may not be interpreting things in an appropriate or correct way. And as a result, I find that many people who go on social media find themselves conflicted or pressured to think in a certain way because of people because people on social media that the algorithm points them towards think in a certain way as well. Yeah, I totally agree. So um, I'd like to move on to the next question because those are some really interesting ideas. So um, how do you usually limit the amount of time you spend on your phone or electronic devices? Or what are some good ways to prevent yourself from spending too much time on your phone? That's a very good question. And I have to say, I don't know if there exactly is one correct answer for that. I know personally, I try to be on my phone and electronics as little as possible uh, for different reasons. Uh, first, I, I think I can find more productive things to do rather than sit looking through, scrolling through Instagram reels, you know, watching all those or TikToks. And the way that I found to do this is by uh, creating, essentially, if you go into your settings, you're able to set uh, timers or Instagram has this built-in function now where it'll send you reminders after a certain amount of minutes that you spend on it per day. So that's one way I limit it. I just put that 20 minute timer on Instagram or that 20 minute a day time. So after that, the app will just constantly remind me, hey, you've already passed the 20 minutes. So then I'll turn off the app. For me, I find that a big reason why I use um, technology as much as I do is I guess the, um, stimulation as in like the feeling of happiness that comes from using technology so i think that finding other things that i really like to do like reading going outside doing stuff like that really helps me to ignore the um i guess the urge to use technology i think like similar to akash i had like kind of the same thing with like my relationship to technology like the biggest reason i got addicted to it in the first place was kind of because of my declining mental health and it was kind of my way of escaping from everything and everyone. And so really, I really didn't do much in terms of limiting it because whenever I tried to use like how Dylan says, like limiting your time, I would just change the time and make it more like it that, that did not work for me would really it just came to like solve helping with my base issue with my mental health, declining mental health and just figuring and just helping that's really helped me the most like especially now like I'm such a better place now that I don't really use my phone that often and the only reason I'm using it this often is because I have really nothing much else to do <laughs> to be completely honest I live in the middle of nowhere but yeah I mean I think it's just like working on my mental health and just realizing that you know there's other things besides technology to help stimulate myself and help make me happy and so just finding new hobbies and stuff like that really helps me yeah, I, that those are really good suggestions. Yeah, I also use that 
tactic, for example, I usually um, try to find, yeah, like as Michelle said, I usually try to find other activities that I can do. So I don't, I won't keep looking at my phone and preferably I do activities that don't require me to use my phone. So yeah, I think what all of you gave are really good ideas on how to limit the amount of time you spend on your phone. So adding on to that, what do you all think about peer pressure in regards to social media? Yeah, um, I know this is an old timey thing now, but like, do any of you remember streaks on Snapchat? I mean, I think that's just one big example of um, peer pressure and especially how that relates to addiction. Um, every day you kind of feel inclined to have sent something to each of your friends in order to get higher streaks. And um, that peer pressure to build up to almost every day, the first thing you do is send a streak just to get it over with. Um, the, the worst thing is that often streaks just had an S or even or like some blank picture thing. I, I, don't, I still don't kind of get it. But um, I feel like um, peer pressure not only influences addiction and that not only influences addiction as seen in this example, but it also kind of influences the way that we think we're encouraged by our um, peers to look at certain types of content from certain types of content creators. And so as a result, our influence, we're influenced by certain types of people as well as a result of peer pressure. Yeah, going off of what Akash just mentioned, in my opinion, I think that uh, peer pressure definitely does play a big role in many things, especially in adolescent development. However, I don't, at least in my personal experience, I don't know how much it plays a role into the amount of time an individual spends on social media. However, I think peer pressure in the form of uh, the fear of missing out, so a common acronym used to describe that is FOMO. So in the fear of missing out, because of this, because of the peer pressure of this, many students spend more time or many kids in general spend more time on these apps, these social media apps or many apps in general. So they don't miss out on this new trend. They don't miss out on this uh, influencer posting. They don't miss out on Charlie D'Amelio's newest TikTok. So I think that that's the main form of uh, peer pressure that pushes kids to stay on these apps. No, I totally agree with Dylan. And I think for me personally, I think peer pressure was like a big reason why I even downloaded social media in the first place, just seeing everyone talk about it when I was like, well, it started in elementary school, which seems super early to even want to have any social medias and just being like, oh, you should get it. You should do this. You should totally get Instagram. And so in like Dylan said, in the fear of missing out, I decided to get it. And that's the only reason I really even got social media. And it's really interesting how much like uh, how much other people affect us in our adolescence and especially with this and um, you know and it just kind of becomes a cycle of just not wanting to miss out on the newest trend and like you know getting TikTok and just like all of these things and it's like everything's constantly changing but there's really no point in trying to keep up with everything anymore but yeah I think it's it's really um, a big part of why some people will still will end up getting social media and will continue to use social media. Um, I guess to elaborate though, this is just for me, it might be because I'm too ignorant, but like I, I don't necessarily feel like peer pressure influences me to use social media as much as I used to because those days were kind of fragile for me as well. But I feel like another big problem with peer pressure is that you're kind of, they're kind of like, 
you you have to like this kind of person. You have to like the way somebody does this. You have to like the way somebody does that. And it's because it's just right, right? There's no genuine logical reason for me to like something that I have to like. And as a result, our personalities have to change. The way that the things that we like have to change just because the attitude and personality of social media and the people who pressure you, who are actually complete strangers, um, think in a certain way as well. So I think that's another big issue with social media. Going back to the idea of FOMO that Dylan mentioned, I think that that, for me, that's completely real. And I remember I wasn't allowed to download um, Snapchat and for a while when all of my friends had it. And I, in one of my classes specifically, everyone had like a group chat and everyone was using it to communicate that way. And I just felt like I needed to have Snapchat or else I was missing out. And in the end, my parents let me download it. Um, but that was really the driving force of why I was able to download it because I felt like I was missing out. And I think that's the case for other social media platforms as well. And then also like once you have these social media platforms, it's so hard to just see like everyone else um, that's your age and just feel like you need to like look a certain way or you need to like be, I don't know, maybe it's like a sport, you need to be like just as good as this other person at a sport or like you need to have all these things that these other people have. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure as far as that, um, as far as seeing random strangers and feeling like you need to be exactly like them. Yeah, I think that's a really, that's really true. Um, for example, yeah, me too. Like I have friends who um, downloaded Snapchat because I know they're like, they have other, there are other students who also influence like their opinion so then they would it would make them want to choose to download snapchat as well and they just take pictures as like what akash talked about like doing the streaks yeah they they just take pictures of themselves like everywhere so i was kind of confused at first but i noticed that the fear of missing out is actually a really big issue so i think that's a really good transition to um, go into racial bias especially with the mass usage of um, technology. And I would like to talk about how it impacts mental health as this problem is, is growing due to the use of technology and also the lack of representation for all of all races on social media. So has racial bias impacted you before? Um, I, might, I, I probably won't. I, I don't think um, racial bias has influenced me as much as I've seen other people being influenced by it. Um, I was reading an article the other day. It's talking about how we're using machine learning to um, try to judge beauty competitions and stuff like that, and try to determine, hey, how can we, what are the attributes of this particular trait? Um, but I think the problem is, is that we're only using a set sample of individuals to determine what beauty is, what style is, what fashion is. And so I feel like that really influences mental health in its own kind of way, because it makes people feel helpless. Like, they can't be beautiful because the um, data collected by the supposedly all-knowing machine um, understands what beauty is, what fashion is, and what coolness is. And that's the big problem, though, right? Because in order for you to mature um, an aspect of machine learning, you have to have multiple samples ready to analyze and also to gain the attributes that you want to gain. And I feel like right now, the technology that we don't that we have is not ready to do some some of that stuff and that's really impeding on people's mental health yeah, i'd like to yeah. share a, a study found by the atlantic where it shows that just this last month twitter users uncovered a very disturbing example of uh, racial bias on the platform 
There is an image detection algorithm similar to the one previously shared with the beauty contest that was designed to optimize photo previews, but was cropping out black faces in favor of white ones. Although Twitter apologized for this uh, completely botched algorithm, the bug still remains and so many people were affected by it. And I think that technological racism is not always so blatant, but I, I believe that it's largely unavoidable on these platforms. That's something these large platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Google should be actively working to change. However, I don't think people often see this change. I mean, uh, Dylan, uh, I think that this is probably something that we actually can change, in my opinion. Um, as I was saying earlier, um, machine learning, um, I was, this is actually coming from APCS, but um, in order for you to have a, um, any good machine that functions properly, you need to have a diverse set of samples. And I believe that um, if, in, if these social media platforms have the time to allow for people to share content, then they should also have the time to make um, sure the content is representative of all communities in every um, post, so. Yeah, I think those are really important things to take note of, especially because like right now, social media is so big. Like for example, like I also see a lot of posts about um, beauty and using like beauty products. And then a lot of them are I'm really, a lot of them are, a lot of people are underrepresented because these, um, a lot of the people don't really um, see themselves like as that part, for example, like a lot of them are of like different races. So oftentimes many people may feel underrepresented. So um, how has it impacted your mental health? For me, it doesn't, it didn't really impact my mental health, but I do feel for like the people who are underrepresented. I think um, it did really, for me, in some ways, it did impact my mental health. Um, you know, I won't say I'm like the least represented, but you know, I'm not <laughs> the most represented either. You know, I think especially like as a woman, you already like one of the things you kind of just learn as you grow up and you kind of feel is that your worth is in your beauty. And so seeing the standard largely being well white women and just eurocentric features you kind I kind of felt that with not only with how I with just like my face and like my body and all of these things I felt largely very insecure that I wasn't like all of these other women that is the beauty standard and you know it really did negatively impact my mental health and just my confidence and view on myself in general and I think you know like also with like the app snapchat um, you know how like you have those filters and largely those filters are based on those exact features and so I would change my face to be like smaller and have bigger eyes and all of these things and it just further solidified those beauty standards and so whenever I remember at some points I would feel super like oh why don't I look like this like why couldn't I just always look like this and I would just use those snapchat filters so that I would feel like I am pretty enough or that I'm beautiful enough and you know obviously I'm older now and I realized that like that's not the case and I'm so happy now that there's such a big um, notice to how the lack of representation affects others people's mental health and how we're really pushing for representation for women of all races of all sizes and I think it's really important for all young girls to see and to be represented because when you only see like this one form of beauty, it really does negatively affect you. Yeah, um, Michelle brings a really good point. Um, on Twitter, I like to look at 
a lot of like entrepreneur things, things involving like um, new developments and things like that. Problem is that like we don't see the young content creators. Instead, we see huge people like Elon Musk doing huge things. And in some ways, it kind of makes me hopeless because I'm thinking like, why can't I do any of that stuff? Why am I so worthless that I can't do half of the things that he's able to do? It, realistically, not even one twelfth of the things that he can do. And so as a result, whenever I look at social media, I kind of get a, a sense of dread feeling like, hey, I'm worthless because I, I'm unable to do what my friends are doing. Um, I'm not able to make clubs. I can't make things. I can't discover things. I'm useless. Yeah, I completely, it's really hard when um, the beauty standard and just standard in, standards in general don't match like what you look like or identify as. And especially if that's something that you can't change, it's it's really difficult and you feel like you, you're you supposed to change, you're supposed to be different. And especially, and so I've never really experienced racism um, myself or like racial bias on social media or through technology. But um, just this past year, especially with the increased anti-Asian um, racism, I've seen so much of it like on TikTok and on Instagram. And I think it's just like hard to not internalize it. And like as a sensitive person anyway, I feel like I tend to internalize like comments that I'm reading. Um, and I think that that's part of the problem with social media is just that anyone can comment and like it's not censored or anything so you can you can just read all these horrible comments that you might not have been exposed to otherwise yes i've definitely got to agree with uh, olivia especially in this past year i although i personally have never experienced uh i don't know how you can put scale on racism but i think the the largest form of racism i guess i i not personally but uh, towards people of middle eastern descent that i've seen are in the form of microaggressions they may seem like jokes to one person on social media, but they really aren't. And I think uh, that's like the largest form of racism I've experienced online. But I just wanted to share a statistic that I was just reading from Time magazine. It was black teens experience an average of five or more instances of racism daily. And much of it is happening online. And therefore, it's being mediated by these racist algorithms that are currently in place. And uh, I believe that, so generally, when we use social media, we're looking to activate the brain's reward center. So essentially releasing dopamine, the feel-good chemical. But uh, many of these platforms with these uh, addictive algorithms that are essentially perpetrating the entire platform, it's being linked to anxiety, depression, physical ailments. And one of the main things that is affecting, in, at least in my opinion, many teens' mental health is, did I get as many likes as someone? Why didn't this person post, but this other person didn't? Why did this person comment on my post? Why didn't this person comment? So I think that teens are searching for validation in the words of the McLean Hospital Organization. And uh, with that validation, they're searching for a meaningful connection, but that meaningful connection is not as meaningful as one that could have been taking place in real life. So that validation many times is not... Uh, executed as well as a meaningful connection to somebody in real life, not on social media. Um, this is another thing. This might be a late, um, I guess, a weird um, problem, but I think that 
um, social media has especially gotten worse for my mental health, especially because of how it influences my real life. I mean, as Michelle said, we thought it will, um, when we go into social media, we usually think it's a way for us to escape our problems, right? But it's another thing when um, things like the election in our school for class officers are almost completely based off of follower count. Um, I remember, uh, I know several cases where um, people lost elections, not because of how well they, um, how good they, how good their um, initiatives were, how um, capable they were of putting them out, but actually their follower counts on, their followers um, on social media, be they real or not real. Um, I, I, I find that pretty detrimental to our mental health because we we feel hopeless in that it's, is it, is it a, we don't understand that it isn't a result of how bad we are or what we did wrong. It's just a result of how social in, social media influences the lives of so many. I can totally agree with that. Um, so I actually have a personal experience where um, I, I tried, um, I ran for um, student count, um, student government officer, but then I actually um, did not get elected because in my school, I'm actually not considered as popular. So then um, I actually didn't really have a lot of followers and not a lot of people like promoted like me. So then I guess that was a big um, reason why I didn't get elected. So that was actually quite damaging to my mental health as well. So I totally agree with you, Akash. And now let's talk about the pros and cons. So although technology may be seen as a negative aspect of mental health, it can actually be really helpful for mental health at the same time, especially during the pandemic. So what are some of your thoughts on um, technology and how it can help mental health? Well, uh, for me, I find that technology can be pretty good for mental health, especially social media. Um, if you educate yourself well enough on to um, on like how social media works and um, basically, um, as Dylan said, the algorithm that makes social media so addictive, um, I find that you can basically understand a little bit about yourself on social media. And I feel like what, I can really agree with what Michelle said. I definitely had a period where like um, I was questioning my self value. So I found that being able to align myself with the I guess the beliefs of other people um, on social media that kind of agreed with what I said made me feel a little bit better about myself and not think of myself as like being absolutely in the wrong all the time. I'll jump on board and share this. Uh, I definitely think social media and technology is a good thing, especially as Katie mentioned, during the pandemic. If you think about it, imagine a global pandemic where everybody's locked in their homes, but without this uh, new technology that we have, such as with Zoom or all these social media platforms that wouldn't have allowed for us to stay connected. So I definitely think social media and technology has its positives, but just like anything in excess, it could have its detriments. Um, there's this new study that just came out where it shares that students or young people who spend more than seven hours a day on screens are three times as likely to be diagnosed with depression or anxiety than those who use their technology and screens for less than an hour a day. So going back to that point, anything in excess is detrimental. However, I believe that social media and technology were great uh, things to have, especially during this global pandemic. No, I totally agree with Dylan. Like, um, 
as much as we talked about like a lot of negatives of technology, they're really the best thing that really came out of this is like the fact that we could even go through this whole pandemic and still stay connected is truly amazing. And that's like the power of technology and just being able to still stay connected with your friends and with family. And, you know, what, one of the best things for me for social media was always being able to communicate with friends. That was one of the reasons I really enjoy using it. And so I think that's one of the pros is it helps you still be able to make those connections and just continue to um, keep those relationships thriving. Um, and I think also when it comes to like making it positive for yourself on social media, I think it really is important on who you follow. I think before I followed people that I ended up um, comparing myself to or just, you know, knowing how I am, I will end up making myself feel worse about myself. So what I would do is I ended up going through like a whole cleanse of my social media and unfollowing a lot of people and then following new people who are like more positive and helps give tips on how to deal with like anxiety and um, how to stay more positive and how to do this. And I think that really helped me so much. And not only did it help my experience when I was on social media, it only it also just helped reduce my time on social media and and able to like do um, use my time for other hobbies and things such as my work and obviously this organization and doing this podcast right now. Um, and so I think that really helped me and that's how you could kind of make technology really positive and a great experience for you. Yeah, I completely agree that technology, especially this past year, has been a great way to um, connect everyone. And it made me feel a lot less lonely that I was still able to talk to friends and I was able to get involved with a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to um, through technology, such as the Global Collab. Um, and also, as far although there can be so much negativity on social media specifically, um, I think that there's social media is also a great way to see representation because sometimes when I'm scrolling on TikTok, I can see, I see people of all different identities and backgrounds and it's a really great way to learn more and educate yourself. Um, and I think as long as, like Michelle said, as long as you're following the right people, um, you can really learn more and you can promote positivity um, despite all the negativity that is on social media. Yeah, communication is really important, especially during the pandemic. And for example, for me, like staying connected with my friends and also being able to be part of this um, organization actually really helped me with my mental health, especially like meeting new people in this organization actually helped me a lot, like just by talking to them. So um, what are some of your suggestions on how to use technology for the better? Firstly, um, this is for me, but like I like to use um, not, not only technology to try to find a little bit about myself. So whether that be um, going through posts, looking at um, community groups on Reddit or Twitter or whatnot, um, but also taking the time to look at the other side of things because there's always going to be another side of things. So I think um, not only looking at like one side of the um, picture, but looking at both sides would not only improve my mental health, but also my knowledge of the things around me. And going off of what Akash just said, I think that I think that technology is the greatest in is the greatest development of the 21st century. And I think that we could use it for the betterment of so many things and so many people do already. As mentioned, uh, technology could be used for the betterment of our mental health and our physical health. 
by communicating with others, by utilizing social media platforms uh, through healthy means and healthy standards, by outreaching to different people, and by using it to promote information, research new topics that you like, uh, look at Reddit pages like r slash books. I always love looking at that and seeing new book recommendations and so much more. So I think that if you use social media and technology as a positive, then it can definitely have many positive outcomes as well. Yeah, going off of what Dylan said, I also sometimes I look through Reddit and it really helps me just like relieve my stress and look at things I enjoy looking at. And also, um, I actually enjoy watching YouTube for like a limited amount of time. So I'll keep so I won't be addicted to technology. But I think just sometimes I'm going through social media actually really helps me as well. And I also like to listen to music to relieve my stress. Yeah, and what Dylan was saying about promoting awareness and learning more about issues, I think that this past year I used, especially Instagram, a lot for that. Um, and I was able to, it, I feel like it can be hard to watch the news and feel like you can't really do anything about the issues that you're seeing. But that made me feel like I was making a difference when I was like reading posts and I was sharing, I was sharing information and I felt like I was able to educate myself and also help educate others, which I think is a positive, um, a positive way to use social media. Yeah, I totally agree. Kind of like elaborating on what Olivia said is like one of the greatest and like best ways I've seen like especially in this past year with the pandemic is using social media for activism and while it's always been done since like social media has been made it's really what's just so amazing and alleviated for like the Black Lives Matter movement like anti-Asian hate and all of those things and it was really so amazing to see so many people trying to like repost these posts to help educate each other and to really bring awareness to these issues and or it really helped with organizing the march and all of these things. And I think that's like one of the greatest ways to use technology is to be able to speak out on such important issues and to really help educate others on, on these issues as well. And I think um, another thing that technology is great for is just general, just educating yourself and just educating yourself on whatever it is that you might be interested in, whatever whether it be in like politics or in social activism or in whatever topic it might be. Maybe you wanna learn more about the mind or about how different things affect you. And so I think um, if you come in using social media in a positive mindset, there's so many things that you can do with it. And yeah. Um, I guess to elaborate, I think another but I think another important thing is the um, of social another important benefit of social media is the power of self-expression. Um, I know for a fact that like when I was going through dark times, I, I like um, writing about it. So I often find that um, being able to express the way that I feel not only highlights some of the issues that I, that I have to go through and what many other people have to go through, but also it kind of gives me a way to kind of alleviate a kind of burden that's been on my back for a long time as well. An example of that would be um, me trying to put motivational quotes out. Um, I try to do that to alleviate people's spirits, but also to kind of help my, um, my kind of spirits at those kinds of hard times. 
Well, thanks for contributing to this podcast. Podcast. All of your points of view on these topics really provide insight to technology and its impact on mental health. So thank you. And that is all for today, everyone. We hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for more episodes to come. For more information about joining our team, make sure to check out our website at teensdreamcolab.org slash help or find us on social media at GCL Mental Health. Make sure you take care of yourself this week and continue being kind to your mind.